know that we are abundantly blessed. that you've been blessed by this preaching series entitled All My Children. We kicked off with a different world. We talked about all my children. Last week we talked about friends. Today we're talking about good trouble. And I want to lift one verse again in your hearing, verses 6 and 7 of Exodus 36. So Moses gave a commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man or woman do any more for the offering of the sanctuary, and the people were restrained from giving offerings, as what they had given was sufficient for all the work to be done, indeed, even too much. Lord, bless your word, bless your preacher, give us ears to hear, let your word fall on fresh and fertile ground, remove every distraction, mental, psychological, emotional, spiritual impediment that would keep us from hearing, comprehending, digesting, and obeying your word. Your word's my mouth. Jesus' name, amen. Good trouble. The book of Exodus is a book of history. While the book of Exodus is not the only Old Testament book of history, the book of Exodus records significant historical events, happenings, and occasions in the life of Israel. For those of us who have spent time in the book of Exodus, we know that Exodus records the birth of Moses and the emergence of Pharaoh. Exodus records the oppression of the Israelites, but Exodus also records the deliverance and liberation of the Israelites. Exodus records the ten plagues by God on the nation of Egypt, but Exodus also records the Ten Commandments that form community life of the Israelites. Exodus records the miraculous parting of the Red Sea. And Exodus also records the journey of Israel to the edge of Canaan. Exodus records the supernatural transfiguration of Moses on Mount Pisgah. 
And Exodus also records the building and construction of the tabernacle in the desert of Paran. Exodus Watch Chapel is a book that records significant historical events, occasions, and happenings in the life of Israel. According to this text, Moses and the people of Israel have made their way out of Egypt's bondage and are moving towards the land of Canaan. As they are moving towards the land of Canaan, watch chapel, Moses and the people of Israel have been charged and challenged to build a tabernacle in the midst of the desert. As they are constructing and building this tabernacle for the glory of God in the midst of the desert, the people of God are also charged with the task of funding the construction of the tabernacle that is being constructed. The people of God, to make it plain, are giving tithes and offerings for the glory of God and the building of a facility in the midst of the desert. As they are building this tabernacle in the midst of the desert, watch chapel, the text records how the people of God find themselves in good trouble. Mind you, watch chapel, the people of God are not guilty of conspiracy or sedition. The people of God are not unindicted co-conspirators. The people of God, help me preach this, watch chapel, are not guilty of tax evasion or six-time bankruptcy. The people of God have not been impeached or charged with any felonies in any states throughout the land of Egypt. The people of God, help me preach this, watch chapel, are not guilty of disobeying the Ten Commandments nor any other violation of God's statutes and commandments, but the people of God are in good trouble. Despite our temptation to get into bad trouble, the people of God are not in bad trouble, but are in good trouble because of their consecration, sacrifice, and yieldedness to Almighty God. Because of their obedience to God, watch chapel, Moses and the leaders of Israelites have declared they have given more than enough. Consequently, stop giving online. Stop giving through PayPal. Stop giving through Cash App. Stop text to give. Stop bringing the tithes and offerings to the place of worship because we have more than enough. Can I preach this? Watch chapel. And how many times, help me preach this, people of God, have a leader, spiritual leader like Harry Leo White Jr. and the deacons of Watch Chapel and the finance team of Watch Chapel. How many times have you heard of a church, amen, in Raleigh, in the U.S., anywhere around the world declaring that stop giving because you have given too much? 
What a great problem to have. What an awesome problem to have. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. What a phenomenal, supernatural, amazing challenge to have that the people of God are so consecrated, so holy, so yielded to God that the preacher dare declare, don't give anymore because you have given too much. But according to the text, Watch Chapel, the people of God in Exodus chapter 36 have become so consecrated, so yielded that they have given so much that the leader of the people of God has to declare, stop giving on this Sunday, next Sunday, and the Sunday after next because you have given too much. Can I preach this? Watch Chapel, like the people of Israel, had this good problem that led to good trouble. What if we were willing to yield to God and be so consecrated and so generous that we had a contemporary challenge of receiving too much tithes, offerings, and fiscal resources that we got into good trouble that the deacons and Pastor White collectively had to declare one Sunday or next Sunday or the Sunday after next, stop giving! Because we have more than enough. Can I preach this? And watch chapel, if we would dare yield to God, consecrate ourselves to God, surrender to the will of God, and trust and try God in such a way that everybody would become a tither and give of offerings, what if God did the same thing in the life of Watch Chapel that we overflowed with so many fiscal resources and blessings that we had to declare too much, more than enough, and stop for a season? Can I preach this word on this Sunday morning? And as the people of God, maybe our obedience to God ought to get us in good trouble. Maybe if we obey God the way we're called to obey God, we would find ourselves not in bad trouble, but good trouble. How many of us have ever obeyed God in such a way that we found ourselves not in bad trouble, but good trouble? Your reputation for loving God was enhanced. Your reputation for loving the people of God was enhanced. Your reputation for being forgiving and merciful and gracious was enhanced. That somebody said he or she got to be crazy because only a God in heaven could inspire them to do what they have done for the glory of God, the growth of the people, and the good of the kingdom. In too many cases, can I preach this watch chapel, we yield to temptations that do not lead to good trouble, but lead to bad trouble. Can I preach this? Don't raise your hand, but everybody in here from the parking lot to the pulpit have found ourselves disobeying God in some way, shape, or form that led to bad trouble. And I'm not 
not just talking about in other areas of life. Sometimes because we have disobeyed God and not trusted God concerning fiscal matters, we have found ourselves individually and as a collective institution called the church in bad trouble because we have not done what God has called and challenged us to do. Can I preach this? When we rob God, that's going to lead to bad trouble. When we give God less than our best, that's going to lead to bad trouble. When we give our best to other places but give God leftovers, that's going to lead to bad trouble. When we put God on the back burner, that's going to lead to bad trouble. When we close our hearts, heads, and hands, that's going to lead to bad trouble. When we want to reap but are not willing to sow, that's going to lead to bad trouble. When we trust Lexus and Mercedes more than we trust Almighty God, that's going to lead to bad trouble. Preach this, P-Dub. When we trust Amex, Navy Federal Credit Union, the state of North Carolina, more than we trust Almighty God who wakes us up, blesses, provides open doors, makes ways, that's going to lead to bad trouble. How many of us in here, don't raise your hand, have been led down the road of bad trouble because we have yielded to temptations not to do the right thing or the God thing, but to do our own thing. Consequently, we have found ourselves robbing Peter to pay Paul. We have found ourselves providing the herb behind the proverbial eight ball, we have found ourselves scuffing and scrambling where if we just trust God with everything that God gives us, God will be true to God's word. We'll have more than enough. We'll have peace. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. And the people of God will have more than enough to do the work of ministry. Bad trouble because of disobedience, but this text is not talking about bad trouble. This text is talking about good trouble. Because of obedience, yieldedness, consecration, and surrender to God, what kind of giving leads to good trouble? The giving that leads to good trouble, Watch Chapel, is godly giving. Giving, like every, every other area of our lives, ought to be characterized as godly. Let me preach this in such a way that I make you laugh and not make you mad. Why is it that we can be godly in every area of life except when it comes to giving? We'll talk about holiness in every area of life except when it comes to giving. When it comes to what we say, amen, you better watch your words and weigh your words. When it comes to reconciling, we'll talk about forgiveness and extending mercy. When it talks about human sexuality, we'll talk about the marital bed is undefiled, amen, somebody. But when it comes to giving to God and bringing the tithe and giving the offering, we ain't never talking about holiness, consecration, and godliness, but we'll talk about holiness, godliness in every other area of life except when it comes to giving. Can I preach this? 
if my relationships ought to be holy, my giving should be holy. If my marital bed should be holy, come on, married folks, say amen, then my giving should be holy. If my tongue ought to communicate holiness, then my giving should be holy. If how I handle life ought to be holy, then my giving ought to be holy. If I ought not take five-finger discounts from the job, then what I give to God ought to be holy. How I speak to folk ought to be holy. How I love folk ought to be holy. How I give ought to be holy as well. If every other area of life is ought to be godly and holy, then my giving to God ought to be godly and holy. Let's not be holy in every other area except our fiscal management. And I'm not just talking about giving. I'm talking about every area of spending, people of God. Amen. Just because you got it don't mean you need to spend it. Just because you can don't mean you should. Just because they offer it don't mean you need to accept it. Ain't nobody saying amen to this kind of preaching. Can I preach this? Their giving is godly. Bring the tithe, give the offering. Leviticus 27, because the tithe and offering belong to God. Can I preach this? Watch chapel. And not just the tithe and offering belong to God, but guess what? Everything I have comes from God and belongs to God. Amen. Can I preach this the way I feel it on this Sunday morning? Everything I have is not mine but belongs to God. Can I preach this to some real folk who recognize we are all God's property? Every aspect of what I have belongs to God. My mind belongs to God. My hands belong to God. My tongue belongs to God. My heart belongs to God. I, yes, the baby came through you, but the baby belongs to God. Your mom and daddy belong to God. Your spouse is yours, but they belong to God. Everything we have, the car you drive that got you here belongs to God. The house you live in, that's your shelter, belongs to God. Everything we have belongs to God. So I can't talk about me, my, and I. It's my degree. I work for it. If God didn't give you the mind, you wouldn't have it. If God didn't open the door, you wouldn't have the job. If God didn't keep you healthy, you wouldn't be able to walk, talk, or touch. If God didn't make a way and answer prayers, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Everything I have, from the rooter to the tutor, belongs to Almighty God. So what I give back to God ought to be godly because God is the author, finisher, and sustainer of everything I have. Uh, my giving, this godly giving gets us in good trouble, but not just godly giving. Can I preach this? Grown giving. This is for the grown and spiritual folk who can accept and appreciate this kind of preaching. These people of God are now growing up in their relationship with Almighty God. 
They are not the same immature people who are arguing about what they're going to eat. Y'all ain't talking to me. These are not the same people who are comparing themselves to grasshoppers. They don't have the same low self-esteem problems they had before. These are not the same people cussing, fussing, and clamoring about what they're going to eat, when they're going to eat. These people are growing in their relationship with Almighty God. They ain't spiritual children anymore, Watch Chapel. They are now the grown and spiritual. And as they are growing in their walk with God, hear me, Watch Chapel, their giving is reflective of their growth and maturity in their relationship with Almighty God. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I acted like a child. I did what children do. Can I preach this? But when I became a full-grown man, when I became a full-grown woman, I stopped acting like a child. I stopped acting like a little girl. Ain't in middle school no more. Ain't in high school no more. But we ought to be grown in our walk with God. Yes, I stumble. I make mistakes, but I'm growing up in my walk walk with God. I ain't where I ought to be, but praise God, I ain't who I used to be. I'm growing in my walk with God. And as I grow in my walk with God, my giving ought to be grown and mature as well. Come on, preach this, Pastor. Ain't nobody saying amen. I'm just going to preach to myself on this Sunday morning. My giving ought to be grown and mature as well. Can I make it plain right now? How many of us can go back down memory lane and say, once upon a time, mama and daddy used to give me a quarter, a nickel, a dollar, $5, $10, amen, to give to God, amen, in the church, amen. We were little kids, amen, didn't have any income, didn't have a 401k, didn't have anything in our name, weren't wearing red bottoms then, didn't have purple label then, didn't have a Tesla or a Lexus then, didn't have a 1099 then, didn't have a vacation house then, hadn't gone to girls trip then, so we were given like little kids cause we were little kids. But guess what, you a full grown man now. You're a full-grown woman now. Got stuff in your name, been places, done things, got a testimony. You ain't relying on mom and daddy's testimony anymore. This ain't, can I preach this in here? This ain't hand-me-down religion, but you should have your own relationship with God where you are growing and maturing in your walk with God. Can I preach this? And if we still given the same nickel and dime and dollar and five dollars and ten dollars that we were given in 1975 or 1981 or 1991, where you got stuff in your name, you got property, you got resources, you done retired three and four times, our giving ought to be grown and reflective of how we have grown in our walk with God. Can I preach this? 
Can I make somebody just mad right now? My gosh, if you can make your way to D.C. to see Beyonce, you got plans to go cross-country to see Beyonce. Beyonce ain't led to nobody's salvation, ain't led to nobody's deliverance, ain't led to nothing but feel-good happiness, but you given the same way you were given when you were 10 years old. I say your giving ought to grow up. If you grown, your giving ought to be grown. God is a way maker. Well, show it. God is my help. Prove it. I trust God. Show it. If you grown, then be grown. Can I make it plain in here? I'm grown. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. My mom and daddy live in Baltimore. My mom and daddy live in... Well, if you're grown, be grown. You can't talk grown and give little. You ain't 10. You ain't 12. You grown. Our giving ought to be godly. But our giving should be grown. You got red bottoms. You wear purple labels. You got cars that you can't even spell. You got degrees upon degrees. And you still giving like you 10 years old. trouble grown giving godly giving but the giving that gets us in good trouble ain't just grown ain't just godly but is grateful see when you're grateful that kind of giving gets you in good trouble because gratefulness ought to motivate what we give and how we give. I'm talking about people of God in Watch Chapel and virtual who can identify with the Israelites in Exodus. Exodus is significant to black folk in America because it mirrors our story. 400 years of Egyptian servitude. Come on, preach, pastor. Can we go to school right now? From 1619, brought to the shores of America, Jamestown, West Jamestown, Virginia, we can identify with the people of God in Exodus. And look at what God has done for them. But I ain't just talking about them. Look at what God has done for us. And the people of God in, Israel, in Exodus are giving to God abundantly and generously with an open hand because they are grateful for where God has brought them from and what God has done for them. I dare you to look at the history of black folk in these United States of America 
And you better be careful about listening to Fox News and these so-called people who will tell us slavery was good for black folk. Y'all gonna hear it today. No greater lie has been told. Slavery was never good for black folk, but in spite of slavery, in spite of oppression, in spite of contemporary pharaohs in these United States called America, God made a way. God opened doors. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Look at where God brought you from. Look at your great-great-grandparents, what they went through and where we are right now. We are our ancestors' wildest dreams. Didn't think we would make it to where we are right now. Didn't think we would have what we have. Didn't think we would be doctors and lawyers and PhDs and MDs and JDs. Didn't think we'd own our own property. Gave us 40 acres of wheels, snatched it back, but we built businesses anyway. We built Watch Chapel. We built Spelman. We built Morehouse. We built Virginia Union. Look at what God has done. And if you look at what God has done in spite of the enemy, we ought to give to God gratefully because of where God has brought us from. Do I have anybody in here with a testimony of where God has brought you from? Do I have any survivors in the room? Do I have any overcomers in the room? Does anybody know that you're more than a conqueror? In spite of what the enemy tried to do, you overcame, you prospered, you thrived anyhow. And if God has been that good, if God has brought you from that far, if God keeps on blessing. See, I can't stop right there. I can't stop in 1968. I got to bring you right now. You shouldn't be where you are right now. But God keeps on blessing. God keeps on making way. God keeps on opening doors. God keeps on opening the windows of heaven. I said, I'm blessed right now. Is anybody blessed in watch Right now on the first Sunday in August, everywhere around I see a blessing. Can anybody count your blessings? Can you count your blessings? And because you've been blessed, you ought to be grateful. this Sunday morning. I'm grateful he woke me up. I'm grateful he brought me from a mighty long way. I'm grateful for my promotion. I'm grateful for my degrees. I'm grateful for the next generation. I'm grateful for what he's done. And my giving ought to be based on gratitude. I'm generous because God is good. I'm grateful. Hallelujah! Hey! I said blessed! Abundantly blessed! The people of Israel in Egypt gave open-handedly because of their gratitude. Delivered them from slavery, opened the Red Sea, 
gave manna when they needed manna, gave everything they needed in the midst of oppression. Let me help somebody. I dare you think about how good God has been to you. And let that be your motivation. Let gratitude, let gratitude be your motivation. Let gratitude be your motivation. See, you know your story better than anybody else. You know your story. And listen, can I preach this to the real folk? We ain't telling everybody 100%. If we trust you, we give you 90. There's a chunk of that 10% that we ain't giving, we take it to the grave with us. Come on, talk to me in here. I ain't know you did a bid. Some of y'all don't know what that is. So y'all ain't. What? Really? For real? Come on now. Stand to your feet. Somebody right now on this Sunday morning, my sister, my brother, I don't want you to be misled or twist or get it twisted. This sermon is not just about fiscal giving. It's about giving your life to God. Somebody on this Sunday morning, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. God loves you. God has been good to you. And God, in turn, wants you to surrender your life to him. God is not asking you for anything. God wants to give you everything you need. In order to receive what God has for you, we have to give ourselves to God. My sister, my brother, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. I want you to come from wherever you are right now. You're here. You're worshiping with us. You've yet to surrender your life to Jesus. I want you to come from wherever you are. Wherever you are, my sister, my brother, it may be a family. You've yet to accept Jesus as your Savior. Or you're saved, but you don't have a church home. I want you to come on, sister, come on, brother, from wherever you are right now. Come accept Jesus. Come unite with Watch Chapel. Come receive the best gift you will ever receive in life. That's the gift of salvation, the gift of new life, the gift of a relationship with the Lord Jesus. Or you may need the gift of church family. You're here. You don't have a family. We want to be your family in God. We want to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Raise your hand. Walk down the aisle. Come on from wherever you are. Come accept Christ. Come unite with Watch Chapel. My sister, my brother, come on. Wherever you are, Today is the day for you to accept Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. Be seated, Watch Chapel. Amen. We're preparing to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Our deacons are coming forward now. As we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we want to do so reverently. 
We want to do so obediently. The Bible says, let a man, let a woman examine himself or herself, lest we partake of the body and blood of Christ in an unworthy manner. Our job, Watch Chapel, as Christians is to examine ourselves, not to examine our neighbors, our spouses, our children, but to examine ourselves. As we partake of this holy meal, we ought to do so with no malice, no ought against anyone. If there's anyone with whom you have ought, go reconcile yourself to that person. They may not be here right now, but when you get to the parking lot, when you get home, make the phone call, send the text, reconcile with the person. How many of us know that there can be genuine misunderstanding because of lack of communication? The grown folk will say amen. Communicate for the purpose of reconciliation. Pray for somebody you need to pray with. Pray with somebody for the purpose of reconciliation. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this holy meal, the Lord's Supper, communion. As we prepare to partake of the body and blood of Christ, we do so reverently, thankfully, gratefully. We thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus. We thank you for every blessing you've bestowed upon us. Touch now, bless in Jesus' name. Amen.
Are there any baptized believers who have not received the elements? If so, please raise your hand. baptized believers who have not received the elements if so please raise your hand so you might be served on the night he was betrayed he took the bread he gave thanks and broke it and said take ye eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me and we do likewise. In the same manner, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes, and we do likewise. of God said amen. 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 Watch out, but we're about to say the, proclaim the benediction. You do not have to wait for the ushers anymore. <laughs> you do not have to wait for the ushers anymore. If you sponsored a child, if you've been chosen with World Vision, Please make your way to the fellowship hall to receive your chosen envelope concerning the child in Rwanda that chose you. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 amen.